Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. On September 14th and 15th of 2022, the 7th Congress of Leaders of World and Traditional Religions took place in the Conference Hall of the Palace of Independence in the capital of Kazakhstan in Central Asia. Heads of every religion around the world were in attendance. Judaism, Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, etc. all coming together in the spirit of peace and unity. That all sounds good and nice, but what's really the intent? of this meeting. The Congress is held once every three years in the same place, starting in 2003 in direct reaction to the events of 9-11, first focusing on countering terrorism and extremism issues. This year, Pope Francis, head of the Roman Catholic Church, attended in person and delivered the keynote message. Although his motto for the event was peace and unity, the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ, was never mentioned. And it seems that the Pope, the supposed head of Christendom, is more concerned with uniting with other religions rather than uniting in Christ as the Bible teaches. Is Pope Francis laying the groundwork for the emergence of a one-world religion? The crux of the United Nations' one-world order is global control, in part through a new world religion. As Robert Mueller, the former Assistant Secretary General of the UN, says, quote, Was it not inevitable that the UN would sooner or later also acquire a spiritual dimension? What the world needs today is a convergence of the different religions in the search for and definition of the cosmic or divine laws which ought to regulate our behavior on this planet. My religion, my nations, must be abandoned forever in the planetary age. In the opening of the Congress, the final declaration was read aloud by Joe Bailey Wells, a bishop of the Anglican Church of England. Aside from direct calls to a address climate change, economic inequality, and various social justice issues, the declaration states that the Congress is, quote, guided by our shared desire for a just, peaceful, secure, and prosperous world. Bringing to mind 1 Thessalonians 5.3, which warns, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. The opening statement also calls for the, quote, necessity for spiritual and political leaders to work together in addressing the challenges of our world. This idea of merging the church and state is also brought to light in Pope Francis's speech when he says, quote, There is a healthy connection between politics and transcendence, a sound form of coexistence that keeps their spheres distinct, distinct but not confused or separate. Transcendence is a word he uses in place of religion, and later in the speech he even defines transcendence as, quote, the beyond worship, suggesting that all religions are at root worshiping the same thing, regardless of where their faith lies. He goes on to say, quote, transcendence for its part must not yield to the temptation to turn into power, further pushing the church and state into unity, 
Quote, know then to confusion between politics and transcendence, but know also to their separation. Just like ancient Babylon, the early Roman church was both a church and state power, religious and political, and it was also a conglomerate of various pagan belief systems before it ultimately merged with Christianity. Is Pope Francis trying to lead religions of the world into a merger with the Roman church? In his speech, he clearly states, quote, Our human family cannot advance if simultaneously united and divided, interconnected and torn apart. The Catholic Church believes in the unity of the human family. Based on what he says, it seems he does want to unite the religions of the world under the banner of Catholicism. Pope Francis began his reign by expressing a desire for unity with the Eastern Orthodox, the Anglicans, and many other Protestant denominations claiming, quote, Brothers and sisters, Martin Luther's protest is over. Is yours? Then Pope All Francis... Right, folks, you can find and share that video at band.video. Is Pope Francis building a new world religion? The answer is yes, and it's one of Satan. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. We have quite a show for you today. Plenty of videos, as always, talking about peace and war in Ukraine, the complete insanity of the... I don't even know what what we want to call these things. Trans mafia? I don't even know what to call it. Uh, But essentially the activists, the the rainbow activists, are establishing entire networks of kidnapping, basically. Uh, Basically, they're going to take your kid into school, convince him secretly that he's transgender, and then take him away from you if you disagree. It's a very sophisticated well-oiled machine of trauma and abuse and kidnapping. We'll get into all of it a little bit later. We'll be talking also about Elon Musk's peace deal that he put forward on Twitter that caused outrage from the people that don't want a peace deal and don't want anybody making a point of just how simple it would be to end the entire conflict in Ukraine and Russia with a, a few simple words between neighboring countries. How dare you suggest peace, sir? We're trying to destroy the world. We'll get into all of that and more, but first, here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 4th of October, 2022. Japan warns residents to seek shelter immediately after North Korea fires missile, which flies overhead and lands in the, in the Pacific. The Japanese government warned residents in some remote islands that are part of Tokyo as well as, as well as Hokkaido and Amori prefectures to take shelter from a missile fired from North Korea. It apparently was the largest and longest flying missile that North Korea has ever launched, and it flew right over Japan, where the people in Japan had to uh, shelter in place and got a message telling them to seek shelter or go into the basement as quickly as possible. 
kind of uh, horrifying. North Korea fired an unidentified uh, ballistic missile towards the east side, according to text message from South Korea Joint Chiefs of Staff. According to a subsequent update from NHK, the missile appears to have flown over and past Japanese territory and landed in the Pacific Ocean. It's unclear what response, if any, Japan will pursue. Troubling stuff. Not the only nuclear scare we have to cover today. But meanwhile, back here in the United States, Donald Trump sues CNN in $475 million defamation lawsuit. Former President Donald Trump is suing CNN in a $475 million defamation lawsuit, according to a complaint filed in a federal court on Monday. The lawsuit focuses on the network's characterization of Trump as being a, quote, racist, Russian lackey, insurrectionist, and persistent association of Trump to Adolf Hitler and Nazism. Saying, quote, the time has come to finally hold CNN responsible and legally accountable for their willful deception and defamatory statements made about me and both directly and indirectly my strong, devoted and patriotic supporters. Trump said in a statement released shortly after his attorneys filed the lawsuit. Yes, they're calling it the Alex Jones precedent, and it's the total destruction of free speech in this country as we know it. You know, it's it's just the way things are now. It's like, should Donald Trump former president of the United States be able to sue a media outlet for being able to or for you know criticizing him I guess I mean I would think this would not be something that we would want in this country but that's not the rules we're playing by anymore it's like you're playing monopoly and it's like do you think that people playing monopoly should just be able to reach into the bank and grab money out whenever they want it's like well no that kind of ruins the whole game but if one person's doing it, I guess we all should. I guess that's the way that corruption works and <laughs> manipulation works. So, yeah, I guess if you're allowed to sue media outlets into nothingness, I, I guess that's the world that we're in now. I guess this is just the, the way it has to go. I'd rather it not have gotten to this point, but they've opened the door, and now Donald Trump is strolling right through it. So good luck, Donald Trump. Hope you destroy him. Hope you bring him down. Hope you own CNN by the end of this and give me a show. Wouldn't that be fun? Welcome to Trump's CNN. CNN, but gold-plated. Magnificent. So we'll see how that goes. UN calls on Fed, other central banks to halt interest rate increases. Our next story comes from the Wall Street Journal. The Federal Reserve and other central banks risk pushing the global economy into recession, followed by prolonged stagnation if they keep raising interest rates, the United Nations agency said Monday. The warning comes amid growing unease about the haste with which the Fed and its counterparts are raising borrowing costs to contain surging inflation. India's Central Bank Friday said that the global economy was facing a third major shock after the COVID-19 pandemic and Russia's invasion of Ukraine in the form of aggressive rate increases by central banks in rich countries. Of course, this is the entire point. I don't know. I, I just need to print out that story and just have it have it right here on my desk at all times. The one you know, the one I'm talking about, the one back from October in 2020, where it was the Fed doing everything short of dressing up like a pigeon and dancing around in front of the Congress to create inflation. They wanted inflation. They were desperate for inflation. And as inflation increased, over the next year, they did everything they could to compel its progress and continue its rise. This is all by design. They are doing this on purpose. It's not even that subtle or hard to figure out. They're just doing it and hoping you don't notice. So we'll get into that a little bit more later as well. Meanwhile, major story here and another very similar 
you know, form of progress, which I guess that's what being a conspiracy theory, theorist is. It's having an IQ. You know, most IQ tests, if you take them, it's just pattern recognition. That's all IQ really is, right? If you have a triangle and then a square and then a pentagon, what comes next? A hexagon. See, they're each going up by one. It's called pattern recognition. So what happens to us is that we see them making, you know, setting a precedent, doing something with ostensibly good motives, but you can see very clearly where it goes, what the pattern is and where it will eventually end up. We warn, hey, look, this is going to end up here. We're called crazy conspiracy theorists because we just see the one jump. You don't want to extrapolate into how far this goes. So, you know, in the same way that they bring in, they brought in so much stuff off the back of the vaccine and COVID that are obviously bad things. They're bad when they were, you know, purveying misinformation about the vaccine and COVID, but that's not what they were there for. They were there for a whole host of other instances beyond the vaccine. So, what am I talking about? I'm talking about things like, when the White House brought in a bunch of TikTok influencers to convince kids to get the vaccine. Now, that was wrong and shouldn't have happened because, again, it's the White House engaged in manipulation of the population to target specifically the youngest, most vulnerable of our citizens and then turn them towards the vaccine. But it was, you know, for the vaccine. So it was good. It was medical information. So we accept that. And then a couple months later, they brought the same TikTokers back, this time telling them what to say to encourage war in Ukraine and to create, you know, a, a wider public consciousness about why the war in Ukraine was good. So you bring them in for the vaccines first, and then you bring them back a couple months later to be war propagandists. That's the way it works. And it's the same thing that's happening now with censorship on the internet when it comes to medical. Information. The Gateway Pundit has the story. Leading medical group demands Biden Justice Department and tech platforms crack down on reporters exposing child gender surgeries and puberty blockers. See, it's for health, though. See, the mainstream media and big tech and politicians were happy to collude together for health reasons when it came to COVID and the vaccines. And now that they have that working relationship, now that they are able to and have gotten away with censorship from the federal government, under the guise of medical misinformation, now they're using that to claim that speaking out against genital mutilation of children is medical misinformation. Do you see that? Do you see the way it works? Do you see the way they, they grease the treads before sending the entire civilization off the cliff? And yeah, we'll get very much into this a little bit later as well. Chris, Rufi, uh, Chris Rufo has been uh, reporting on this and is, is really breaking it down. Expertly, our final story here: uh, Putin orders military nuclear military train to Ukraine in an effort to show that he's not joking about using nuclear weapons. But don't worry, guys. U.S. to announce four more Himyars in a six hundred twenty-five million dollar Ukraine package. I know what you're thinking. Didn't you report yesterday or the day before that there was a massive military? Yeah, but that was yesterday. It's a new day, a new hundred million dollar gift to our friends in Ukraine. By the will of God. And by God working through you and your support, InfoWars continues to persevere against attacks never before seen in the Western world against independent media. Thanks for keeping me in the fight. And over the years, you have come to the table. You have stepped to the plate so many times and kept InfoWars and free speech on the air. And I thank you. But now I have my own legal bills that have reached the point that I can't pay them. And I need your support. So if you want to keep this operation moving forward, if you want to back me in this fight against the globalists, please visit 
SaveInfoWars.com. And SaveInfoWars.com takes you a URL at GiveSimGo for direct Alex Jones Legal Defense Fund. This whole phase of their attacks, four years in the making, is almost over. And right at the end, we're not giving up, we're not giving in, but we could give out. So please, if you support what we're doing and want to fight for liberty and freedom and justice in the future, go to SaveInfoWars.com today. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen this is the american journal infowars.com band.video please do share these links we rely on you to get this information out blast it past the censors and expose it to the world please go to infowarsstore.com to support everything that we do here and boy oh boy do we have a lot to cover a lot of videos to show you will be taking your calls throughout the show today we'll be joined by mike zhao in the third hour he grew up in communist china and wrote a book about the the through line, the continuity you have between the communist revolution in China and critical race theory and what is occurring here in this country. Very excited to talk to him about well, a number of ideas, I guess you could say. We do have a lot of uh, really good videos that have been going mildly viral including ones that just have no explanation at all, <laughs> like clip number 26. Let's just, let's just play clip number 26 here just to just get a, a, an overview of where we are in this country, what sort of cartoonish depths to which we have fallen. This is clip, clip number 26. It was a video filmed on the New York, New York subway system. I know what you're thinking. That means it's going to be horrific and violent, and it is. But that's not why it's important. It's important or interesting because of how strange it is. Let's watch clip number 26. Here we see a, a subway car, and in the midst of the subway car is a group of obese women wearing completely green bodysuits, and they're beating up random passengers. I, I have no explanation for this. Other than we are in full-fledged cartoon clown world. And we just have to learn to accept things like this now. This is just 
this is just where we live now. This is just our country where you just have mobs of people dressed up like green aliens doing weird kung fu spin moves to beat up people in the subway. I, I don't know. I, this is I don't. I, this is just it. Okay, here we are. Welcome to the 21st century. Thought we'd have colonies on Mars, but nope. Nope, the aliens have come to us, and they're beating us up on the subway. Okay, I mean, I don't get it, but uh, but all right. This is where we are now. <laughs> I really have nothing. I really have nothing to say about it. I just, just uh, absorb it. Just accept it. Just learn to, learn to love the chaos, I guess. Full-fledged clown world in, in all of its glory. I want to go to a video here that's actually serious, but equally kind of cartoonish and hilarious. It's Professor Jeffrey Sachs of Columbia. He goes on Bloomberg, and I guess he suggests or references the Nord Stream attack that was clearly done by America. And the person interviewing him is incredulous at this. What? America? Attack a pipeline? What? Us? Us peace-loving, God-fearing Americans? You think we would just do something like that? My God. And he asked for evidence. Unfortunately for him, Professor Jeffrey Sachs has all the evidence, and he lays it out. And it's pretty fantastic. So let's go now to clip number 18, Professor Jeffrey Sachs on Bloomberg. It caused a bit of trouble here destruction of uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is uh, right, Jeff, Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do you feel Absolutely. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, we're uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. that He says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And just to tell you, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me privately, yeah, well, of course. Well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. Professor, I, I, I don't want to get into the tit for tat about what did or did. Well, I mean, look, I, I mean, let's not get into a tit for tat about all the evidence you have and me being indignant at it. Uh, let's not get into that, right? <laughs> They're like, well, you see, when you ask what evidence do you have, what they mean is what evidence do you have provided to us from the deep state? See, that's what that's the only thing they consider true. It's the only thing they will report. It is it's information fed directly to them from the very spy agencies that are engaged in the false flag attacks and the warmongering and the being traitors to the United States. See, that's the only thing they consider as 
evidence. It has to come directly from the CIA or the FBI or the State Department. And so since those groups are not going to admit of their own malfeasance, then there is no evidence. But I just think that was brilliant. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a sec. What evidence do you have? And Jeff Jack's like, oh, oh, thank you for asking. Here, here it is. Uh, it's the radar uh, stuff about the helicopters. Here's the group that was involved in it. Here's all the other reasons. Also, our statements from our Deputy Secretary of State and President of the United States and Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Like, here's all of the evidence. They're like, well, well let's not, let's not get into the actual evidence. I was saying that rhetorically to try to make you look foolish and here you flipped it around on me so i want to change the subject now let's not get into a little tit for tat type of thing anymore it was us folks it was clearly us if not us with a consortium or and you know some sort of wider set of allies that we were engaged in this with and of course most of the major conflicts over the last several years have had to do with pipelines, whether it's Yemen or Syria or any of the various proxy conflicts that we've been involved with against Russia. Most of them have to do with various pipelines, and we have a pretty thorough – a couple pretty thorough threads about this that we'll get into in the next segment. The first is from a Twitter user called Maximus who says the European pipeline wars, the story behind the USA's hidden conflict with Russia and the consequent destabilization of half the world. And speaking of destabilization, we have from Philip Pillington, Pilkington, get it right here, at Philip P-I-L-K on Twitter. Now that the Nord Stream pipeline pipelines are gone, it's worth thinking about how a deindustrialization of Europe via permanently high energy prices is taking place and of course that is exactly what's happening and we'll again try to tie all these various lines together into one Gordian knot of globalist machination that threatens to strangle the entire world I mean it's not subtle it's not happening in secret anymore they're quite open in doing this it's just you're supposed to ignore the evidence and bury the evidence and if you're in the media you never report the evidence think about a world without Infowars just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. 
the American Journal. Let's talk about what's really happening behind the scenes. Let's talk about the real reason why something like 20,000 Ukrainians had to die in their latest offensive. Let's talk about why a decrepit, dementia-ridden, senile old man is playing nuclear tug-of-war with Vladimir Putin. Is any of this for the benefit of Americans? Is any of it a matter of national security for Americans? Or is all of this simply a big game of devastating, warmongering chess from those at the very top to pad their pockets and create, again, as we've mentioned a few times on this show, I think we've, we've brought this up, a global system of technocratic control from which there is no escape. I think that may be, that may be part of their, uh, their impetus here, part of the reasons why they're engaged in such nonsensical and elaborately deadly actions. Again, from Maximus on Twitter, he lays out how the war, the proxy war, the world war that we are currently engaged in with Russia is a continuation of what's been going on since at least 2016. He says the European pipeline wars, the story behind USA's hidden conflict with Russia and the consequent destabilization of half the world. And he has two maps, which are pipeline maps showing the delivery of natural gas into Europe from the Middle East and Russia and other northern states. He says, before the Syrian invasion, two competing pipelines were put forward by Qatar-Turkey pipeline, which was a U.S.-backed pipeline, and the Iran-Iraq-Syria pipeline, which was Russia-backed. They both aimed to transport gas to Europe through Syria. Assad signed off on the Iran plan, the Russian-backed plan, that is, in 2012, and it was due to be completed in 2016, but was ultimately delayed because of the Arab Spring and the Civil War. The Arab Spring and Civil War, of course, funded by Qatar, Turkey, Saudi, and the USA. Major Rob Taylor, an instructor at the U.S. Army's Command and General Staff College, wrote in the Arms, For- Arms Forces Journal last year that the rival pipelines could be influencing the conflict in Syria. Viewed through a political and economic lens, he says, the conflict in Syria is not a civil war, but the result of larger international players positioning themselves, positioning themselves on the geopolitical chessboard in preparation for the opening of the pipeline. And of course, this ties into things like uh, the Golan Heights, which is another massive oil field on land that's technically Syria but currently occupied by Israel. And the rights to that land is owned by a company called – I think it's called Genie Enterprises, something like that. It's If you look it up, it's like everybody who's anybody has a stake in this oil company. And of course, we've reported on the conflict between Lebanon and Israel that Israel recently came out on top of. And uh, they also are positioning themselves to be the main supplier of oil to Europe once these pesky pipelines from places like Syria and Russia are thoroughly dealt with. From the Cradle Media, one of the reasons for the war on Syria was its refusal to extend the Qatari gas pipeline to Europe via Turkey to thwart the Russian pipeline, says Syrian Deputy Foreign Minister Bashar Jafari. This was in March of this year, so from 2012 For the next decade, on to 2022, this is a primary reason for the conflict, according to people at the very top of these state structures in conflict with one another. Maximus continues, having done all they can in the Middle East, Washington turned their attention to Europe. They are now manufacturing the uh, Ukraine crisis to further cut off Russia's gas supply to Europe 
NS2 was critical to this, Nord Stream 2, a direct link between Russia and Germany bypassing U.S. control. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky was used as a pawn by the U.S. who purposefully pushed him into conflict with Russia. Their plan worked with Nord Stream 2 initially getting postponed due to political demands. And now, of course, it's been totally destroyed by somebody. And we don't know who. It's a mystery. We get Scooby and the gang on it. <laughs> oh, it was old. It was old man Blinken the entire time. Just Anthony Blinken wearing a, a Putin mask. That's how childish their deception is. They don't even try. The, the Scooby-Doo villains had better plans than the Americans at this point. <laughs> you know, what, what would it look like if the Scooby-Doo villain also had control of the media? He wouldn't, he wouldn't even have to wear a rubber mask. He would just do it and then say, how dare you suggest that he's the one behind it? It's literally what they do. They're just like, we're going to blow up that pipeline. Then they blow up the pipeline. And then you're like, was that you? And they're like, what? Us? No way. No way. We don't know who it is. And we don't care. We're not looking into it. You can't either. Don't be a, don't be a traitor. Now, as citizens come around to what is going on with energy prices and why on earth they're paying so much out of pocket for small border dispute thousands of kilometers away, the U.S., have taken it in one uh, have taken it one step farther and have appeared to directly sabotaged the pipeline. Yeah. And again, you know, it's the same thing that the great reset does. It's like there is no difference between terrorist actions and the actions of your own government when your own government hates you. Like it's just it's the same outcome at the end of the day. Whether a terrorist blows up your nuclear plant or whether the World Economic Forum leans on your politicians to shut down the nuclear plant, you know, it's like the tearing down of statues here in the United States. Is it really that big of a difference between a mob of angry communists throwing a grappling hook around your statue and pulling it down in a, in a frenzy and an orgy of anti-American vandalism or if the – City council comes in with a crane and safety inspectors and carefully removes the statue. The statue's gone. Either way, the statue's gone. Whether they can do it through criminality or do it through the legal process, the result is the same. They will destroy your country. They will destroy your heritage. They will destroy your ability to produce energy through hook or crook or policy. It does. It really doesn't matter to them. The outcome is what matters to them, and it's the same regardless of the legality of the process. Maximus continues, such a suspected attack on the seabed is anything but trivial. It has to be carried out with special forces, for example, Navy divers or a submarine, according to circles informed about the first assessment of the situation. And that, of course, was our assessment here the day that it happened when we were interviewing Mike Shelby of the Gray Zone report. We just sort of, you know, openly in our own way going through the information that we had and coming to conclusions. And, of course, one of the major conclusions was you cannot attack a pipeline at the bottom of the ocean without anybody seeing without anybody seeing you if you are not a state actor of some sort the complexity of the attack alone means it had to be a very skilled military operation which sort of constricts the pool of suspects i guess you could say and who was there recently? Thousands of U.S. soldiers on three ships became untraceable off Bornholm, where the leaks are in August. The Americans also switched off their automatic ship identification systems. Who benefits? Of course, the United States does, but so will a number of other countries who are eager to have their pipelines fueling Europe rather than the others. And also, you know, it's worth reminding everybody that Germany has natural gas. 
they could be producing their own natural gas. It's just by hijacking the climate change movement and convincing countries to not produce their own fuel and not be self-reliant but instead be reliant on these pipelines, you establish levers of manipulation and control that you can then access, and that's exactly what they're doing. They could have nuclear power. They could have domestically harvested natural gas. They could have coal or any number of other you know, ways to produce energy that wouldn't be bankrupting their entire country at this point, but they're not doing that. No, they're sticking with the pipeline thing. The only remaining intact gas pipelines connecting Russia with Western Europe ran overland through Belarus and Ukraine. Ultimately, the U.S. wants to supply gas to Europe itself via its buddies in Qatar. That's why earlier in the year, Biden had summoned the Qatari uh, emir to Washington and discussed with him Qatar's capability to meet Europe's gas supply needs if necessary. Because remember, we cannot let Germany get gas from Russia. Russia is run by a, a tyrant. It's run by Putin, who's a totalitarian. That's why we have to insist that Germany get oil directly from, you know, the, the Qataris or the Saudis, who are totally freedom-loving democracies, you remember. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. We'll get into how this is having the desired effect of destabilization and collapse on the other side. Stay with us. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the globalist own documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, $5, $10, $50, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up. I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum, right? Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. We are building a religion. We are building it bigger. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. 
gentlemen, InfoWars.com, band.video. So we have a lot of videos play today. But before we do, I'm going to keep talking about the war in Ukraine. It's the war in Ukraine, right? It's not the Ukrainian war. It's the American-Russian war that's taking place on the battlefield of Ukraine. But it's really a world war. It's been more or less going on since at least the Arab Spring when you had Russia fighting on behalf of Syria and the USA founding ISIS to try to bring down Syria. And it's just been sort of on a simmer ever since then. But Philip Pillington, Pilkington on Twitter at Philip P-I-L-K says this, now that the Nord Stream pipelines are gone, it's worth noting about how a deindustrialization of Europe via permanently high energy prices is taking place. He says European manufacturing will no longer be economically viable. Energy inputs, one of the key inputs in manufacturing, will be too expensive to viably produce products. They will simply be cheaper to buy elsewhere. This is, there's a good chance that some of this manufacturing will move to America, but only in the very short term. Why? Because investment in manufacturing creates demand for manufactured products. Manufacturing creates jobs in Europe. The workers buy the products. With no manufacturing jobs, Europeans will have far less purchasing power. If some of the manufacturing moves to America, it will be short-lived. America will realize that much of its export market has collapsed. Note that the EU makes up around 10% of U.S. exports. When they, when, uh, then there are the imports to the U.S. U.S. continues to buy some, but they will be massively more expensive due to higher in- input costs. The U.S. will try to poach some of its manufacturing and onshore, but there are numerous constraints here, skilled work, infrastructure, etc. Crushing European manufacturing simply creates a black hole in Europe. This black hole sucks in everything around it as economic activity around its borders dry up, dries up. Europe will also have to respond by shutting out exports to try to revive its uncompetitive industry. Basically, the only strategy for Europe will be to shut itself off and force its higher-priced products on its residents. This will likely be accompanied by accelerated energy investment policies. This will result in yet more economic chaos for the West. All of this is basically a repeat of what happened during the 1920s. It resulted in the Great Depression, but this time only the West will sink into depression. The new BRICS bloc is building a separate economic bloc and will continue to grow while the West withers on the vine. The European energy war will likely go down in history. Together with the Treaty of Versailles and the trade wars of the 1930s is one of the biggest economic policy errors in history. Which, I'm sorry, Philip, but sounds a little naive to me. Sounds like you think that the people running these economic policies are doing their best and trying to not cause a collapse, which if you look at all of the evidence available is not their intention and not their design. And these policies are not mistakes. They're not accidents. They're not causing unwanted outcomes. The collapse is the desired outcome. They're doing this on purpose. Nothing has brought this about other than the purposeful policymaking of the people involved, right? The Ukraine war, the sanctions on Russia. I mean, all of this was easy. It was easily foretold. All of this was well known long before it ever happened, what the outcome would be. They did it anyway. Same thing with the COVID-19 lockdowns and the same thing that is going on right now as we speak continuously with the World Economic Forum and their climate change scam hysteria where they are forcing the European countries to abandon reliable and cheap forms of energy and not replacing them with anything 
causing the massive collapse that we're experiencing right now on purpose by design. There was no other outcome that could have been guessed. You know, there, there's nothing else that you could have said. Well, we expected windmills to pop out of the ground and start. With, no, no, there was no. There's no backup plan. They're just doing this. They're just collapsing Europe in front of all of us and demanding we not notice. He said another thing. When Trump was elected on a platform of mild protectionism, most people rightly pointed to the 1920s and 30s and warned against these policies. The same people appear to have supported these much more 20s, 30s-like policies this past year. Ironic. Yeah, well, they also thought Trump was going to start World War III, and now they're cheering for World War III. So again, these people aren't exactly the sharpest tools in the shed. They are puppets that are manipulated at will. And I thought this was a total, totally random comment on Twitter, but I thought this guy really summed it up well. His name's Brian M., Brian Baum, 44. He just he really just – it's like so simple. It's so concise. It's so perfect how he explains this. He says central banks printed trillions of dollars that made the 1% and politicians filthy rich via the stock market, and now the 99% is left with inflation, energy crisis, global war, food shortages, and unsustainable cost of living. World War III is coming. Quote, you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. This is really exactly what happened. I mean over the last couple of years since the creation, invention, fabrication of COVID-19 in a lab in America before it's exported and released in China on purpose to bring all of this about, by the way. Just a quick reminder. Yeah, it's obvious that this is the case, but literally nobody but InfoWars has gone this far and will tell you this. They're still, they're still acting surprised that the lab leak theory might actually have some legitimacy to it. Okay. They've printed more money than the last like 50 years combined in the last two years and in that same time the average american the middle american the average american household has lost collectively trillions of dollars something like seven trillion dollars while the richest one percent the billionaires have gained seven trillion dollars they have consolidated their ownership of massive corporate monopolies they have forcibly shut down their small business competitors. They have enriched themselves to an insane degree while the rest of us have to deal with inflation, rising gas prices and food prices and renting prices and home ownership prices. You see, we deal with the fallout. We deal with the damage. We become poorer as they become richer. It's a scheme. It's a scam. They're doing it on purpose. But I thought that was incredibly well said. But don't worry, folks. There's still plenty of money. There is still absolutely no limit to the money that is going directly to Ukraine. Reported this in the Daily Dispatch. U.S. to announce four more himyars in a $625 million gift to Ukraine. The Biden administration is expected to announce a $625 million weapons aid package to Ukraine on Tuesday, including four high-mobility artillery rocket systems or himyars launchers, Reuters revealed citing sources. Again, just just an unimaginable amount of money, just an insane, literally like impossible to conceive of amount of money for uh, an average human being. Just another, but it's just a, a small note. It's like a, it's like the tip on the bill when it comes to Ukraine. Yeah, throw on an extra six hundred twenty-five million dollars. Yeah, we don't need it. No, everything's going great here. All of our homeless are housed. All of our sick are cared for. 
All of the hurricane damage has been repaired, and now we just have too much money. I might as well just give more weapon system to Ukraine. But again, that's just small. That's chump change for the chumps. And again, it's just you gotta you gotta wonder, right? Biden signs a stopgap spending bill with twelve point three billion dollars in aid to Ukraine from September thirtieth. Just a few days ago. Congress gave its final approval on Friday to a short-term spending package to keep the government open through mid-December. And they're extending $12.3 billion in military and economic aid to Ukraine. Stopgap measure, right? Just, Just the necessities, just what we really need right now just to get us through December, but also go ahead and tack on tens of billions of dollars for weaponry in Ukraine. It's a stopgap just to get us through. <laughs> it's like, I just, you know, my, my wife is sick. I'm trying to pay for medical bills and I, my, my house note is coming due. I just need a little bit of money to, to get through to next month, get my, get my feet under me. You know, I just need enough to pay for rent. It's a stopgap measure. But also I just bought a brand new Corvette for no reason. I'm going to send it to Ukraine. <laughs> It's a stopgap measure, folks. It's an emergency. And uh, on the other side of this commercial break, I'm going to go into a thread by Representative Chip Roy that lays down what else they're spending your money on. And frankly, at the end of this, you'd be happy if they were just sending $13 billion to Ukraine. That's like, no, that's that really is chump change compared to the tens of billions of dollars they're spending on programs that directly contribute to the collapse of this nation, the downfall of this once great republic, and the abolition of human freedom as we know it. We'll get into that in the first five minutes of the next hour. Stay with us. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. The InfoWars Super Sale is on right now. Get your Brain Force Ultra, your DNA Force Plus, just about every major supplement is available right now. Massive discount and two times Patriot points. InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us on the air. Keep yourself healthy. We'll see you in the next hour. Think about a world without InfoWars. Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together. This family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. We'll be taking your calls this hour. In the third hour, we'll, we will be joined by Mike Zhao, a writer who just published a book, Warning, 
and exposing how critical race theory and woke ideology is a pipeline to open despotic communism a la communist China. Very excited to talk to him. But first, you know, on the note of America passing this stopgap funding bill with just the emergencies, just the essentials, just to get us through December, and also a couple tens of billions of dollars for Ukraine while we're at it, tack that on. They're also apparently tacking on a similar amount of money for Ukraine to the hurricane relief bill, right? This is what they do. This is what they do. Say it's a hurricane relief bill. Then they fill it with all sorts of funding for other programs other than hurricane relief. And Republicans go, no, we're not going to fund your gender ideology study coursework when we're trying to fix things for the hurricane. And then they go, Republicans don't want people to recover from the hurricane. Uh, Republicans want Floridians to suffer because they didn't pass our bill. It's like – and this works apparently. This works. They do it over and over and over again. And it's shocking, but it's true. So Representative Chip Roy released this thread on Twitter. Good Lord, it is intense. He says, here are just a few of the terrible, radical, tyrannical policies Swamp Dems are trying to fund with billions of your taxpayer dollars in their new continuing resolution. Warning, it's worse than you thought. He says, Dems' continuing resolution contains nothing to secure our border from cartels, illegal immigrants, and lethal fentanyl flooding in, and they actually empower the Biden administration to make the border crisis worse. It includes $57.5 billion for DHS that, under the leadership of Secretary Mayorkas, has given violent, crime, uh, violent cartel operational control of our border, allowed fentanyl to pour into communities, killing hundreds of thousands, I'll add, undermined our national sovereignty, attacked their own employees for just trying to do their jobs. But they get an extra $60 billion to, to do what? To stop the immigrants? No, of course not. To facilitate their passage, to contribute to the human trafficking that's taking place. They should get zero dollars until they actually do their damn job. That's beside the point. They also get $8.2 billion for ICE, Immigration Enforcement, which reported a 70% reduction in removals last year, 70% lower rate of actually doing their jobs. They refused to remove illegals, president, uh, illegally present, Individuals, the administration does not deem a, quote, threat and abuses parole authority to release illegal migrants. It also includes $4.8 billion to HHS Gov's Office of Refugee Resettlement that has lost migrant children after releasing them to sponsors, including dozens in the Houston, Texas area alone. And in fact, it was thousands of migrant children that, yes, have been literally lost by these people. They give them away to a stranger. They say, hey, take care of this kid. We're going to call you in a month. They call in a month. There's no answer. They never see the kid again. He's gone. They have human traffic, that child, into whatever, chained to a basement, served for dinner somewhere. I mean they have no idea. They have no idea where the migrant kid is. But hey, why not take an extra $4.8 billion to continue that charade? Millions in grants each year to hundreds of NGOs that provide how-to guidance on reaching our southern border and effectively subsidize illegal uh, migration. This CR would hand over billions of taxpayer dollars to authoritarian bureaucrats in the Biden administration used to target Americans. It includes $10.8 billion for an FBI Biden administration for, for the FBI, which the Biden administration is weaponizing against their political opponents, including the former president, parents about concerned about schools, and just recently, even a pro-life father of seven. Well, the FBI is doing such a good job cracking down on non-criminals while allowing criminality itself to 
overwhelm the justice system. Why not give them a couple extra billions of dollars? This is why this is why I, I can't I can't abandon libertarianism totally, right? It's just because it's it's such a scam, government, in every possible way. You give billions of dollars to somebody, either they do what they're supposed to and they ask for billions of more, or they don't do what they're supposed to and they say, oh, we need billions more to do what we, we're going to do. It's just a black hole. It's a pit, endless money-burning pit that just is destroying us. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Oh, you didn't think we were done, did you? You didn't think that was all of the billions of dollars that the Biden administration is wasting on this new stopgap continuing resolution funding the American government? Uh, To just get through this list, I'm going to have to stop elaborating on this stuff. I'm just going to have to let Representative Chip Roy speak for himself. So, so far we've covered $57.5 billion for DHS, $8.2 billion for ICE, neither one of which is doing their jobs, $4.8 billion to HHSGov's Office of Refugee Resettlement, a.k.a. the Office of Child Kidnapping and Disappearing, uh, millions each year to NGOs that provide how-to guidance. So again, just I don't want to elaborate too much, but you got to understand they give money to NGOs who go into third world countries who give immigrants the instructions and actually pick them up on buses, take them to the border, tell them the magic words they need to use to apply for refugee status, fund the cartel somewhere along the way, cross into the border, put them on more buses, send them deeper into the United States, give them a a little ticket saying, please come back Monday, and then release them and never see them again. And this is what they are spending tens of billions of your dollars doing to your country. And they're doing it openly, and they're not even shy about it. It's incredible. It really is. Uh, This CR would hand over billions of dollars of uh, taxpayer dollars to authoritarian uh, bureaucrats by administrations using to target Americans. This includes $10.8 billion for the FBI. $12.6 $12.6 billion to the very IRS that the Dems just gave a windfall of $80 billion to to hire 87,000 new agents. This will empower the IRS to target Americans and the Biden administration's political opponents, including nonprofits such as Christians Engaged. Of course, this is what they do. They've been doing it since the Obama administration. They got called on it, but nothing ever happened to prevent it from continuing. So they will keep going after any right-wing or conservative uh, charity or PAC or anything of the sort. Uh, scrutinizing them, going through everything with the fine-tooth comb, I mean, kind of like they're doing with Donald Trump. I mean, it's the same tactics over and over. They get $1.5 billion for ATF HQ that's going after Americans' guns and undermining the Second Amendment by pushing gun control via executive fiat and arbitrary enforcement of firearm small businesses. That's not counting the billions of dollars Dems want to give to tyrannical public health agencies without any additional accountability or oversight. They're giving $45 billion to the NIH that actually funded the dangerous research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and across the world and has refused to accept any responsibility or open any inquiries into its potential role in the COVID-19 pandemic. So sure, you start the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Not only will we not question you, not research it or investigate it, we're going to give you $45 billion more to continue to do it. Incredible. $6.3 billion for NIAID, uh, which is run by COVID tyrant-in-chief Anthony Fauci. Enough said. $8.5 billion for the CDC, 
which, of course, he notes, concluded with teachers unions to impose school lockdowns and mask mandates, censored health data they fear would be, quote, misinterpreted, shuttered information on national uh, natural immunity, used taxpayer dollars to buy citizens location data illegally, I might add. It's just a, a litany. It's amazing because it's a litany of crimes from the Biden administration. It's a litany of open treason open subversion and sedition by the Biden administration. But that's not what this list is. This is a list of where billions of dollars are going. So it's like in saying where we are sending billions of taxpayer dollars, what you get is a list of criminals who are destroying this country and being funded in this in their activity. It's just mind blowing. billion for the U.S. FDA that lied to the American public about the efficacy of COVID vaccines enriching big pharma in the process. That's the other thing is most of of this funding is just farmed directly out to private enterprises that are contracted by places like the FDA. $612 million for OSHA DOL that Biden tried and thankfully failed to weaponize to force millions of Americans to take the COVID-19 vaccine against their will. $39 $39 million for HHS OCR, which actively promotes gender transition surgeries for kids, stating that gender-affirming care for minors, when medically appropriate and necessary, improves their physical and mental health. This is wrong, and Republicans should defund it. He continues, Dems CR would also fund radical destructive energy policies and restrict American energy. $9.5 billion for an EPA that recently received a taxpayer-funded windfall of over $40 billion under the Dems so-called Inflation Reduction Act so it can continue to wage war on reliable fossil fuel-produced American energy in favor of lithium-ion batteries. I mean, who knows what they're actually spending the money on? Child slaves in Africa. Why not? point. Uh, I'm sorry, 40, $424 million for the EPA clean air programs that radical left has manipulated to destroy reliable power plants, cripple the U.S. refining capacity, and advance climate hysteria. Yeah, most of that will probably just go towards advertising. $14.1 billion for the interior, which under the leadership of anti-fracking Green New Deal supporter Sec- Secretary Deb Holland has released fewer federal acres for land and oil development than any administration since World War II. At least $5 million for climate envoy John Kerry to jet set around the world in his quest to destroy reliable energy while browbeating poor nations about the importance of sacrificing their economies to v- the proverbial climate gods. Republicans should defund this as well, Representative Chip Roy notes. $2 billion to the Secretary of State that's advancing dangerous ESG investing by forcing public companies to report on their emissions. $3.2 billion for EERE.gov, which funnels taxpayer dollars into unreliable green energy. $825 million for FECM.gov, which provides crony handouts to massive oil companies and funds carbon capture pipe dream. $450 million for ARPAE to waste taxpayer dollars on high-risk energy products that will never see the light of day. $29 billion to administer the $40 billion energy loan program responsible for the Solyndra debacle. $36 million for BOEM reliable energy Programs that are undermining the grid by pushing things like offshore wind energy, $31 million for climate, uh, tribal climate resilience, whatever the hell that means. We might as well call it just hunting Bigfoot. Just why not? Write yourself a blank check and then go do something just completely arbitrary and nonsensical, and the American people will fund your way. We will suffer and scrimp and save just so that you can chase your wild snipe. 
$131 million to NRC Gov that has significantly restricted our ability to ma- build and maintain reliable nuclear power plants, and $3.8 billion for low-income I- house energy assistance program that pays skyrocketing energy bills of individuals that live in states like New York, which has banned fracking, all while the Biden administration intentionally restricts the production of American energy. That's not even the end of the thread. That's not even the end of the thread, but that's, those are the big ones. Those are just the, the couple big ones. So again, even just from looking at where this funding is going, it becomes so clear the network, the spider's web, the, the intricate system of tubes that is funneling American taxpayer dollars taken from hardworking individuals, a, a small amount of them, by the way. I mean when you really think about who pays taxes in this country and from the sheer number of people that don't have jobs, aren't looking for jobs, and are happy to simply be parasites of the state and live off the surplus of the productive citizens – like you're looking at you're looking at maybe 50% of the population actually working and then when you take a look at who's actually working for a private enterprise and not a government program that number significantly decreases so at the end of the day it's like 10% of Americans are funding all of this and what they're funding is the active subversion of their very country from the borders to the education system i mean As much as I don't trust corporations either, and I'm not a libertarian in the sense that corporations can do no wrong and the government has no place to provide oversight or or defend people's rights against corporations, I think that's what the government is instituted to do. But instead, like at at least with corporations, there has to be some semblance of return on investment. There has to be some reason. It's people actually have to choose to give their money to something voluntarily, and then you have the government – just come in and write $50 billion checks to places that not only aren't doing what they're supposed to do, but actively undermining their very role point of existing, right? It, it really is just so utterly corrupt. I mean, I would be, I would be totally fine. All of these numbers, the, the tens of billions of dollars, the hundred billions of dollars, if they're going towards literally anything else, I would be I would be fine with them spending fifty billion dollars building a, a theme park in Kentucky, right? Who cares? Like at least it's not actively undermining our sovereignty. At least it's not openly destroying us. But everything they do contributes to our downfall. Every dollar they spend is stolen from your pocket and put into a gun pointed at your head. The biggest sale of 2022 is now live. It's only running in the last week of September and the first week of October. Dozens of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, and they're 40 to 50% off across the board. And the most important of them all is Survival Shield X3. All three types of the very best iodine documented to not just boost your libido, your stamina, your health, your energy, your cells, your immune system, but to overall give you more energy. It's the foundation of everything from energy to fertility. X3, 50% off, is finally back in stock exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. You've heard the callers. You've seen the rave reviews. Now experience X3 for yourself exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off. And while you're there, check out some of the other great products that are finally back in stock and massively discounted as well. Part of the Store Super Sale running for two weeks only. Again, X3 back in stock, 50% off. Why don't we talk about cryptocurrency? Because 
One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. And you have a page on your website that's just for cryptocurrency donations, right? Infowars.com forward slash crypto. Is that a little advertisement just there? Well, we're fighting the deep state. We need okay. money. All right. This is it. Give crypto. Fund Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies, right? That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Your advertisement for your cryptocurrency page. You know... I mean, I mean, people want to keep us in the fight. So I, I, I mean, I hope whoever the big whales are, they'll give us money before we keep doing it. We'll just keep, we'll just keep minting money as you're in this courtroom. Objection. Objection. All right, let's move on. And people care about the First Amendment. You're listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. folks you're watching american journal i'm trying to cover a lot of stories i've gotten to quite a few but we still have so many more to cover and of course you can always find these stories at harrisonhillsmith.substack.com send out an email every morning with all these stories as well as all the videos i'm not even going to be able to get to a quarter of these videos so if you want to spend some time watching them yourself we got a compilation of people saying the 2016 election was stolen. We've got uh, a video of Biden's weird earlobe. Have you all seen this? Maybe we should actually play that one. It, Biden's earlobe changes from appearance to appearance. It's, it's very strange. Uh, pretty long video of Christopher Rufo talking about the attack on reporters actually reporting what people are doing to children in the name of transgenderism. Got a video that we can't play because it's got too many cuss words. We haven't censored it, but a uh, Florida resident just loving DeSantis <laughs> for, for bringing the goods, for helping him out, saying, yeah, I'm a Democrat, but I'm voting for DeSantis because of how good he is at, at everything he does. It's pretty amazing. We also have clip 11 here. We'll go ahead and, let's go ahead and play clip 11 because it's, it's sort of unidentified. It's... You know, there's not a lot of information about it. Some of the reasons I despise TikTok. There's a lot of reasons to despise TikTok. Despise TikTok. We get a lot of videos from TikTok, and I get a lot of people sending me videos from TikTok. Everyone in TikTok needs to just have a journalism 101 course. I didn't even take journalism 101 except for in high school, but you, you got to understand certain things. And it's not that complicated. When you are reporting something, who, what, when, where, why? Who, what, when, where, why? Like so many times I get videos of things that seem like bombshell on TikTok, but it's just like some woman in her kitchen being like, I heard this, this, this. And it's like, who did you hear it from? When did they tell you? Where did you see this? Where is their evidence? Why are they de- – like we need the basics of things. So I, I hate playing these videos. But I hate not playing these videos because it could be something real. It could be something important. But when there's no information at all for us to cross-reference or check or just even look at with our own eyes and go, is this real or is it not, it's infuriating. So we'll play this video, but it could be totally fake. We don't know. 
could be super important, could be something incredibly strange and and dangerous and needs to be confronted or could be some dude pranking. We don't know. We don't know. But it is weird. And it was reported as being totally real. So we'll go ahead and play it. Clip number 11, farm owner records an unidentified drone spraying his crops without permission. Let's watch. So this is happening. Says WTF, attack on our food sources. They are afraid and think if they control the food, they controlled everyone. The owner's request, because that's me. So this guy claiming to own this field that a drone is flying over, and it's not a huge drone, it's a it's a larger consumer drone. Worst, but definitely worried and pissed. So here's why I'm suspicious of this. If you owned a field of crops and a mysterious unknown drone was flying over it spraying something, wouldn't you take that drone down? Wouldn't you just shoot it with a shotgun or just like throw a rock at it? And just to figure out what it's spraying or or anything about it? Like really, if you see a drone spraying your crops, you're just going to film it and be like, that's weird. No. I think they're in Australia. Guns are banned, mate. I think they're in Australia. Well, it's just what happens in Australia. Sometimes drones fly over and spray you with stuff. Also, you just deal with it. You also, pull out your boomerang, knock it down. Knock it down with a boomerang. That's what you should do. Also, it's illegal to knock drones out of the sky. Uh, just there, for people at home, if there's, don't, don't shoot your neighbor's drone down if you see it. If you uh, see if, a drone in the sky, uh, try to follow mm, it back to the operator, mm, wait till the operator is done flying, and then approach them and say, hey, listen, are I you, uh, are Look, you licensed? I, if you're out in public, you don't knock someone's drone. But like, if I'm in my backyard and a drone like comes down and starts like spraying my, I'm knocking that drone down. I'm not gonna just like be like, well, well, I guess the, I guess somebody's spraying me with something. I better follow the drone through the woods. Like, no, I mean, yeah, if it's you can't just knock a drone out of the sky at a baseball game or something or like downtown. But I think if it's if it's on your property, spraying. Things spring you or your, uh, you know, your property with a mysterious liquid. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's not legal, but personally, I'm knocking that drone out of the sky. Even if it's not spraying something. If a drone suddenly, if I'm playing in the backyard with my kid and some mysterious drone, like, yeah, it might be, you know, my next door neighbor just like playing a prank on me. But like, it's going to cost him a drone. Sorry. (laughs) That's just what's going to happen. So I don't know. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, just so you know, it's a federal crime that uh, has penalties of 20 years in prison and or a fine of $250,000. So okay, do so whatever it. you want to do. You should catch do it with it. a butterfly net. It's Your destiny is in your own hands. I don't know. All I'm saying is if, it, if it's spraying me or my property with something, it's, it's self-defense. Self-defense against the drone and or operator. So again, just, a, just very bizarre, very strange occurrence which i you know no information about it i guess he, i don't know if you followed the the drone operator you know followed it back to the operator or what uh but you know it's it's in line with everything else that they do to spraying crops with some sort of poison just because they want to all right folks when we return on the other side of this commercial break we're gonna talk about the well, we're going to talk about the peace deal that Elon Musk floated, and how the response to this very common sense suggestion really exposes what the mindset of the 
of the scumbags are. Here it is. Elon Musk peace deal. We have, we have the documents, folks. We have the tweets. Thank you, Matt. I'm just going to drone after Matt. I'm just going to follow him around with a drone day after day. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long you can take it. <laughs> uh, but, folks, yeah, when we get back, we're going to get into this Elon Musk tweet uh, peace plan for Ukraine. He puts forward a very common sense, reasonable suggestion that could make both sides happy. And the reaction from not just like random people on Twitter, but from ambassadors and from Volodymyr Zelensky himself shows that peace is not the desired outcome of this conflict. They don't want peace. They want continuous war. And in fact, the well, – well, we'll get into it. Just stay tuned for that. We'll get into the response from there. But I do have to spend some time. Please, won't you go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us? You know that we are under concerted, concentrated, vicious attack from all sides, from big tech, from lawfare, from things we don't even talk about that much and yet we're surviving yet we're continuing yet we're still on air broadcasting live here from austin texas we will continue to do that as long as humanly possible and that's determined entirely by whether or not you go to infowarsstore.com we make it easy for you to support us we give you massive deals on the best supplements god has ever graced this good earth with you can find all of them all of the most popular ones, certainly, on sale for 50% off right now. It's the InfoWars Super Sale. It's the best time in the history of InfoWars to support us because you're getting a great deal on the best products at our most crucial moment. So please do keep us on air. Please do support us. Be, be our, our supply train as we continue to prosecute this crusade against the globalists. InfoWarsStore.com. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the globalist stone documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility, my credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, $5, 10 50 $100, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up. I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen to this wartime broadcast not that we're actually in war not that ukraine is even our ally we've never signed agreement with them to, to make them our ally they're not a member of nato despite making that application here in the, the late hour of the war what we're doing is completely unconstitutional not approved by congress never been debated the war aims have never been established there has been no attempt whatsoever at finding a diplomatic solution 
to the conflict between these two countries. Everything that the U.S. government has contributed to this war has been aggravating and instigating it in the first place. And so, of course, they're furious that Elon Musk, with a single tweet, shows how simple it would be to bring all of this to an end. And so just if you're, I don't know, a Ukrainian soldier, just know that what you're fighting for is easily attainable without your sacrifice. Right? If you're fighting for peace, if you're fighting for an end to the hostilities, that's not what you're fighting for. You're fighting for the continuation, the achievement of impossible goals. You're being led by psychopaths. It really is wild. And just the way the Washington Post reports this is wild. Elon Musk tweets peace plan for Ukraine. Chaos ensues, they say. Elon Musk, as he often does, fired off some tweets on Monday. This time, he took aim at the Russia-Ukraine war, asking via Twitter poll if his followers approved of a four-point peace plan to end the conflict. The internet was not impressed. Here I've highlighted the editorial aspects of this statement. In other words, the pieces of the article that are not there to convey any information but instead are telling you how to think about the information conveyed. And you find that about half of all articles written by mainstream media outlets, about half of the article is dedicated to telling you how to think about the facts that are presented in the other half of the article. They say Musk's proposal set off a firestorm online, drawing in Ukrainian diplomats, Russian officials, fans of billionaire entrepreneur, and even a couple of presidents. It came the same day as Russia's parliament voted to formalize Moscow's illegal annexation of four regions of Ukraine following staged referendums in the territories last week. Right? Illegal annexation, staged referendums. Sure, I guess. I don't know. Not not the evidence I've seen, but... Hey, use whatever little weasel words you need to try to get your point across, I guess. So the actual suggestion that Musk offered was seemingly very reasonable, fairly moderate, certainly a a, a well-considered set of options that would ideally achieve the goal that he was making this poll to achieve, that we would think would be the goal of all of our statesmen and ambassadors and leaders – in this country and around the world, which would be how to bring about peace in the most equitable and efficient way possible. He said this was his suggestion. This was the poll that he put up. He said here's the suggestion for the peace plan. Redo elections of annexed regions under UN supervision. Russia leaves if that's the will of the people. Two, Crimea becomes formally a part of Russia as it has been since 1783 until Khrushchev's mistake. Three, water supplies to Crimea assured. And four, Ukraine remains neutral. Seems pretty reasonable to me. Seems like uh, an agreement that both sides could agree to. That with a simple stroke of a pen, a handshake across the table, you could have peace once again in this region. This coming at a time when... The people actually in power seem to be doing everything they can to aggravate and accelerate this war. Nuclear exchange is 
increasingly talked about as a possibility. The people in charge of our country seemed completely disinterested in even considering that that's a possibility, even though it, it obviously is. Elon Musk, okay, he continues in response, Russia is doing partial mobilization. They go to full war mobilization if Crimea is at risk. Death on both sides will be devastating. Russia has more than three times the population of Ukraine, so victory for Ukraine is unlikely in total war. If you care about the people of Ukraine, seek peace. That all makes perfect sense to me. Again, Elon Musk isn't a – he's not actually a politician. He doesn't actually have any political power other than what he achieves as a – world's wealthiest person and a massive industrialist but you know he's not he's not appointed or even elected to any position so you know this is just a civilian offering his suggestions the response is what's really illuminating the response from everybody from ukraine's ambassador to germany to the ukraine president himself weren't just dismissive of this they were actively hostile to any suggestion of peace at all Musk also noted that this is likely going to be the outcome in the end. The question is how many people have to die before we get there. And again, he's right. And the answer could be in the millions. I mean it's already in the tens of thousands. The latest reports from the Ukraine offensive against Russia is that upwards of 20,000 Ukrainian soldiers have died in that pursuit. The official Twitter account of Ukraine's parliament responded simply no. Just no, just like a petulant child to parliament of this nation that we are spending billions of dollars, that tens of thousands of people are dying when they're presented with an idea of a pretty simple and, and reasonable solution. Their response is simply no, no, you're going to die, okay? You're going to all have to die for us, okay? Because the actual suggestions that they're making are unbelievable. It makes no sense whatsoever. Here are some of the reactions. The, the most immediate one from Andrzej Melnik, who is the ambassador of Ukraine to Germany. He says, F off. F off is my very diplomatic reply to you. Is it any wonder why the world is collapsing? Is it any, is it any wonder why the people in charge are seem to be hell-bent on committing suicide on behalf of the entire West. They are like children. They are like spoiled, bratty children who have been given keys to the nuclear power plant. And they're just like, no. Uh, The parliament's like, no. And the Ukraine ambassador is just like, F off. That's what I have to say to you. F off, Elon Musk. It's just like, I'm sorry. Is this not war? Are we not talking about tens of thousands of people dying and lives in the balance and millions of you know, lives being destroyed and, and possibly spiraling out into a, a wider conflict, the likes of which the world hasn't seen in 100 years, that everybody who experiences it or even studies it or even hears about it as a rumor is like, wow, well, let's do whatever we possibly can to avoid that from ever happening again. Well, one of the things that would avoid that from happening is getting – childish petulant scumbags like this out of office so you can actually have adults in the room coming to some sort of reasonable conclusion i mean is it any wonder that russia seems to be succeeding in this war against the west they seem to be run by adults they seem to be run by just human beings who actually take their job seriously not 
weird spoiled brats who feel like they're just like playing with toys. So sick. So the only outcome is that now no Ukrainian will ever buy your effing Tesla crap. So good luck to you, Elon Musk. Again, it's just like – we'll get into more responses from Vladimir Zelensky and and a number of others. But just taking this for what it is, it's Elon Musk going, hey, here's – you know, what if this was the peace deal? And the response is just this like vitriolic, frenetic, just hate-filled, just like, oh, how about about nobody ever buys your cars again? How about you go die? How about you go F yourself? It's just like I just – thought here was a good idea for peace why are you flipping out about this because they don't want anybody talking about peace they want everybody to have this childish reaction it's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year and i believe the most powerful the man in the arena coin teddy roosevelt citizen of a republic the man in the arena there's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks. Welcome back. We'll try, we'll try to explain this in, in full scope here because it's not just about like one or two people having this vitriolic childish response to Elon Musk's very reasonable suggestion of peace from Ukraine-Russia. It's that the entire establishment jumped on this like a, like a dog on a bone. Like they were so mad that anyone would suggest this. So on one side, you have people like Elon Musk and even Donald Trump saying, hey, why don't we have peace? And Donald, Donald Trump's like, why don't I be the, the broker here? I will go on behalf, you know, as a representative of America and try to find peace in Ukraine. And of course, this is laughed at, right? It's just like dismissed out of hand. Now, again, 
we are not allies with Ukraine. Full stop. Like we're just not. It's never even taken into account. The Congress has never even been approached as to whether it's a good thing that we do any of this. You know, another thing that happened last week was they said the the Congress, through its intermediary, has you know um, debated and and come to a conclusion of we're, we're going to spend you know, twelve billion dollars. And you have congressmen like Representative Tom, Thomas Massey going, uh, "I never agreed to this. Who appointed this congressional?" You know, intermediary. This is it's not Congress at all. It's just a super government imposed upon our national government. It's decisions being made by people with no interest in the American people. They've never been elected. They've never even really been approved by the Senate or anybody else. They just get appointed into these positions and off they go to to sell weapons and create war. It really is sick. And it really is like this one tweet exposed the true intentions of all of these people and it's horrific and you understand that they have no interest in doing anything that will bring peace about they are perfectly willing to gamble with your life and my life and the lives of tens of thousands millions of ukrainians they're willing to play nuclear chicken with a person that they consider a total mad and unreasonable madman in vladimir putin they're willing to put you in harm's way to achieve goals that are utterly fantastical, will never be achieved ever, not even close to being achieved. And again, these are not just random Twitter you know, anonymous users responding to Elon Musk. These are the people in power to make decisions, and these are the types of things they're saying. F off is my very diplomatic reply to you, said a Ukrainian ambassador to Germany. Just F off. Right? How dare you try to bring about peace? Not well, you know. Well, we, you know, it's reasonable, but we couldn't agree to this part. Or well, this is is unacceptable. It's just it's just a flat no. And that, believe it or not, kind of one of the more reasonable responses to this. Vladimir Zelensky himself responded with his own poll, saying, "Which Elon Musk do you like more? One who supports Ukraine, one who supports Russia." In other words, daring to even suggest. That peace is an option makes you a traitor and an, and an agent of the Kremlin. I mean, does Zelensky even care about Ukraine? Does he care about the Ukrainian people? Does he want this war to come to an end or does he just see the Ukrainian people as fodder, cannon fodder and cattle to be sacrificed for his power? I mean, what is it? What's going on here? Elon Musk says, let's try this again. The will of the people who live in the Donbass and Crimea should decide whether they're a part of Russia or Ukraine. Yes or no? So he's sort of flipping it on his head, going, are you Democrats or not? Do you believe that the people should have a say and should be able to decide their future? Or do you believe that they should be colonial subjects of a power that they openly reject? Again, Zelensky's response is to say that you are supporting Russia for daring to suggest peace. Lithuanian President Gitnas Nauseda fired back, Dear Elon Musk, when somebody tries to steal the wheels of your Tesla, it doesn't make them the legal owner of the car or the wheels, even though they both – even though they claim both voted in favor of it, just saying. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that just is not a – it's just it's not a good one. That's not a good uh, – it's not a good thing, no. And actually, like ironically enough, 
Teslas do do this type of stuff where they will lock you out of your Tesla will lock you out even though you own it even though it's your Tesla Tesla will lock the doors and not allow you into it unless you buy a battery from them so it's just kind of ironic that that's the point he tries to make but he fails the official Twitter account of a Ukrainian news outlet the Kiev Post wrote of Musk's original proposal quote we don't carry out votes on apartheid and Nelson Mandela which again it's it just shows the whole lie of so-called democracy, right? It's, it's the obvious response because it's the – basically the only argument that a lot of socialists have. Is they're like, well, most people want this. Your ideas are unpopular. Our ideas are popular, so we have to do it. And it's like, well, in that case, do you think that the civil rights movement was a mistake? Because people in the South would not have voted for it. They were all largely against it. Is that what decides what's right is what the – most popular position is what the most people want. Is that clear it right? Or do you have things in a republic and in a democracy that avoids tyranny of the majority? That just because the majority wants something doesn't mean you are then allowed and perfectly justified in imposing that on the minority that doesn't want it. It just – it really – this one tweet has just exposed everything. And take a look at some more responses. Of course, the Kremlin welcomes Elon Musk's proposal for Ukraine settlement, denounced by Kiev. The Kremlin praised Tesla boss Elon Musk on Tuesday for suggesting a possible peace deal to end the war in Ukraine after Kiev rebuked Musk for proposing terms it views as rewarding Russia. When in reality, it didn't seem like it would reward Russia. And honestly, if I was Russia, I wouldn't go for it because the Ukraine – I mean the UN cannot be trusted. One of his suggestions was that the UN redo the referendum – that was just held in Ukraine that voted for annexation to Russia, you, you would really trust the UN to come in and do a, a, a fair and legitimate election? Not in a million years. I wouldn't if I was Russia. You know what the UN is there for. But Russia's happy to go along with it apparently. Just incredible. Glenn Greenwald took this on when he appeared on Tucker Carlson yesterday saying no one talks about ending Ukraine war for fear of being labeled a traitor. Is it really fear? Like is, really, is that such a depressing indictment of our entire society that like we are run by criminals and the good people are literally just too scared to call out the criminals for what they are. We're run by warmongers and it could be stopped immediately. It could be over tomorrow if just decent people – stood up and said, no, you're warmongers. You're, you're creating death and destruction on an enormous scale. You're putting all of our lives at risk. You're spending billions of dollars. You are criminals. You are, this is a big laundering operation where you are sending billions of dollars that just disappear in Ukraine. And then the, the Ukrainian government, which prior to this year was roundly demonized, roundly derided as the most corrupt in the world you just give them billions of dollars and uh they're all buying you know swiss chateaus and it's all because people are too scared of being called a traitor for not supporting war i mean did we not learn anything from the iraq war did we not learn anything from the afghanistan war that it's this is the most simplistic and easily defeatable psyop the world has ever seen Oh, you're just yo. You're a traitor. You're either with us or with the with the terrorists. You just laugh in their face and go, "Screw you! I don't want war." 
problem solved. The problem would be solved. It would be absolutely solved. So again, you just have endless petulance, endless childishness from people actually in power. Now, some people actually responded reasonably to this. You have Hans Mackney on Twitter saying, re-Elon's first point, the media and political class collectively clutched their pearls over last week's referendum. But as People's Pundit and Climate Audit pointed out, the results match the results of previous Ukrainian elections. It seems like the country was ripe for divorce. They have a map of Ukraine where the western half of Ukraine is deep red and the right the, the eastern half is deep blue, representing a distinct division between the Ukrainian population that is native and historically Ukrainian and those that are native and historically Russian. And again, this was Khrushchev, uh, Khrushchev who simply did this as sort of a fiat move. Just by declaration, he gave some of the more you know, well-industrialized areas of Russia to Ukraine – while he was leader of that communist country. And again, we, we were saying this yesterday. There are people that were born in the Donbass region when it was Russia. They've seen it taken over by Ukraine, and now they're seeing it go back to Russia, and they're being seen as traitors for wanting to go back. Here's what Paul Massero, who is like a leader of anti-corruption moves in Europe, said. His Ukraine peace deal is Ukraine liberates all their sovereign territory. Russia decolonizes, demilitarizes, and denuclearizes. This is the pipe dream that they're willing to go to nuclear war over. The biggest sale of 2022 is now live exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. The InfoWarsStore Super Sale is now live. 40 to 50% off. Bare minimum, 40% off. Many of the products, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The most exciting of all these incredible products is X3. All three of the very best types of iodine that are natural and pure that actually get into your cells are in X3. The deep earth crystal iodine and two other types to maximize full absorption. This really is the missing link. X3 sold out for a long time. is finally back in stock. Available at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888 now, it takes a few weeks for this high-quality iodine to kick in, but almost everybody after that feels the effects. It's not just for your immune system, but it's for your energy and so much more. X3 back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off.